into Baton Rouge last evening, God said to me, I asked you to develop patience so you can become a partner with me in my redemptive plan in people's lives. Amen. If you are not patient with people, I can't get my work done in them. You will mess up my agenda. I'm asking you to develop the fruit of patience so you can become my partner in the redemption of people. Amen. I remember a few years ago, God said to me, do you notice that most pastors do not know how to handle gifted and talented people. Yeah. He said, that's why they end up with dum-dums <laughs> that they're comfortable with, but nobody is smart, nobody is creative, and nobody can help them get anything done because gifted people have attitude problems. Amen. Look straight ahead. <laughs> they have pride issues. And to make it difficult to overcome, 99.99% of the time, they are right in what they're saying. They are just saying it the wrong, the wrong way. way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So if you are not patient, you lose all your anointed people. Some of the people blessing Resurrection House today, I'm blessing you. If I threw them away the way they were acting, we would have lost all that blessing. Amen. Amen. It was very difficult. And if you look closely in your life, the reason you don't have the friends you used to have is that you gave up on them. Yeah. Because you just got tired of their... Hey, <laughs> I didn't even need to complete it. That's why some people are not married. That's why you're married two and three times. Maturity is knowing that you don't have to get your way. To be happy. If the only way you lead is that you're going to get your way, then you're still a child. You have to learn these things. How do you learn it? You look at how God has handled you. The reason God gets upset is, how can I put up with you? 
forgive you. Time and time again. And you're so easy or you're so quick to give up on people. At least give what you have received. Thank you. Grace for grace. She quoted it for me. That's what the Bible says. He says of his fullness in John 1. Have we all received? And he says grace for grace. He said he was full of grace and truth. So if you look closely, God has supplied you all the relationships you need to get every prayer answered. But their attitudes have caused you to give up on them, drive them away. I told you, he said that the kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field. The problem is the treasure is there, but to get through the field to get to it yeah. is what the problem is. So I learned these things from God so that when people are messing with me, I just take a deep breath and calm down. Because I don't want to end up by myself. I made a decision when God gave me this ministry. I didn't want to go alone because I discovered that leaders were lonely. But that loneliness was self-created. If you don't live in an ivory tower, then you have to get used to being offended, being not respected or honored or treated any kind of way. Those things come with the territory. Come with the territory. You will find that I put my foot down when the honor of God is involved. It takes spiritual maturity for you to understand what I said. I went once to see an Anglican bishop, and I gave him an offering. I, and I made a joke. I said, you know, you don't see bishop empty-handed. The visit was brief, and as I was leaving, I got a slap offering from God. He said, don't you ever do that again. He said, you're higher than him in the spirit. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't been back. You have to know these things. Let me throw this in for good measure. Do you know that the Bible commands you to esteem somebody else better than yourself? Amen. Who has read that? Most people feel like, I wonder why I'm standing in front of you. <laughs> okay, I was just messing. Look at that watch. At least for a change, it'll be somebody else's. You every Sunday. Come on. Come on, now watch. watch. Most people think that they're smarter than everybody around them. And God has so blessed us with you. And you have to put up with us dum-dums. But he, he actually told you to esteem better than yourself. Because that's how you develop humility. So you can win with God. 
But more importantly, you need the fruit of patience to be able to bear fruit and receive all that God has for you. Amen. Oh, look at this one. He just said this to me. He said, you don't just need patience to deal with people. He says, you need patience to deal with me. Because my time is not your time. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Listen to this one. He says, I deliberately don't come when you want me to. So I can fix you, your anxiety, your impatience, your nervousness, your tensions. Put down your blood pressure medicine. Wait on the Lord. I'm not telling you don't take your medicine. I'm just telling you, you don't need it. If you learn what I'm teaching you, because it will come down. It will come down. The leaders will tell you that at the beginning of the ministry, when I was learning these things, so many things were coming at me from everywhere. And I thought, my God, if God said to do it and it was this hard, what are people going through that went on their own? <laughs> many times they would see me so angry, and I would say, I'll never do that. And then I would take two steps. I said, oh, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> One, two. What did you just say? I said, I'm sorry. Okay. Amen. And I turn around. I've had times when I'll be so tired like this. You have to know that God's people are sheep. Yeah. And if you react to them as they act, you will lose your destiny. That's why Moses got so angry and hit the rock when God told him to just talk to it. It was the people that drove him to it. And he said, must we give you water? Yeah. Must we? When did you become part of the Godhead? They said, okay, time for you to come on back. He went to pray about it. God said, don't, don't, don't pray to me. You're going to make me angry. You're coming home. So God's people can cause you to lose your destiny. You see how tired I am? I've had times like this, and I've already told you I'm so tired. And then service will be over. Ten people will line up. Yeah. And my armor bearers and the minute everybody is upset. I said, don't worry. I signed up for it. God's people are sheep. Amen. All they have in their mind is, I'm going to talk to apostles. Yeah. One of you sitting here, look straight ahead so nobody knows I'm talking about you. Even one of those times they said, well, I, I was convinced that the Lord wanted me to talk to you today. <laughs> so we have to put the Lord to it. To make it legitimate. That's God's people. If you don't know that, you will lose your own destiny. Amen. Reactive. Amen. Yes. You cannot raise healthy children except you are patient. Amen. Otherwise, you discipline them in anger. Yes. And by the time they are 18, they will hate your guts and will never come home. Amen. Amen. You have to be patient. One young couple here, 
the child was acting up so badly, and the dad said something terrible. It was like he cursed himself. And it created serious problems. So I told him the only way this can be fixed is that you have to bring me a seed and come to the altar, and I will use my authority that's higher than yours to fix what you said. And then, which is what we did. That curse was leading to serious challenges in their life. And then God removed it, and now it's gone. Yeah. I received a blessing in Baton Rouge. A couple came to me, said, do you remember us? I said, no. I said, I said to the husband, maybe your face is a little familiar. They said, you don't remember us. I said, no. He said, we came to you when your church was starting with a daughter that had cancer. And you prayed for her. I said, so how did she fare? He said, you should see her running around. I celebrated that. Yeah. That's the same thing that happened to me last Sunday. Uh, or is it two Sundays ago? I don't know. I was coming in, in the church, and I saw this lady with three players, three boys, in the back seat. And she was saying, do you remember me? I said, no. <laughs> she said, you prayed for me. I was barren. You prayed for me. And I left you, and I conceived these three players. Hallelujah. I said, heaven will be full of surprises. I can't keep up with all these things. I wish these things are documented for the generations to come. To experience the glory of resurrection. Power. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now I feel him welling up in me now. You see, you see, he's already grinning. He's, a, he's already grinning. <laughs> Come on, Father, thank you. Thank you for blessing this congregation. Thank you for blessing me and fathering me. In this message, open our eyes that we might receive treasures, hidden manna, honey out of the rock. We celebrate it and give you thanks. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> right? Well, let me start from the scripture I read last Sunday, Romans 5. Then I will go back to the scripture I preached from about a month ago on destination, joy. You see, those messages are not for you to shout on a Sunday and forget. Amen. So from now till the Lord comes for you, anything you're going through will end in joy. Amen. You can't let it go. If I'm saying it now. If the enemy has stolen it, so you can snatch it back from him. Amen. It is destination joy. That's why he said, count it all joy. 
All right. Since I was talking about it, then go to James 1. I'll bypass the Romans. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Beloved, I have done it, you have done it, that when your faith is being tried, you say you're under attack. But it's your faith that is being tested to see if it is genuine. It's your faith that is being tested, tried to prove its authenticity. Will your faith produce a miracle? God allows things to prove whether you are using, because every man has been given, the measure of faith. There's no question that you have it. Once you come to Christ, they yeah. put that measure there. Amen. If it is not developed, it's because you didn't use it. Amen. Like a muscle that's atrophied. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You haven't used it. Amen. Why haven't you used it? You run from every situation that requires faith. Come on now. Amen. You don't like the tension. Amen. Years ago when God was training me, I told you he made me buy a brand new car. When I couldn't pay a $10 car note and forced me to believe him for it every month. And I was given the testimony in a prayer meeting and one lady said, ooh, ooh, ooh. I said, what is that? He said, just, that's just, just too much for me. Just, that's just too, too risky. Just too, too, too living on the edge. I said, okay, you're telling me you don't walk by faith. Amen. Even the fact that I'm saying that God said, Amen. I'm proving it to you by him responding accurately. And yet, it's just too, it's just too, <laughs> that's living on the edge. The car was financed for five years. Faith paid it off in three. Don't you see, I grew higher than somebody with a good paycheck who's going five years. He and me, I couldn't afford a $10 car note, and I signed on the line at $551 a month. And it paid off in three years. Yeah. By faith. Yeah. By faith. Yeah. Why God was developing the faith for eagle one, yeah. eagle two, eagle three, eagle four, stadium crusades, miracles, cripples walking, blind eyes seeing, the dead will be raised. are the only group of black folks I know, and you mention a jet and they don't get mad. Amen. Because broke people have a spirit of poverty. Don't you see, when God anointed that woman to bring the alabaster box to anoint Jesus, here comes Judas. Well, this could have been sold. Huh? And given to the poor. What he was saying is, man, can you imagine how much I would have gotten if this was sold and put in the bag? 
and they're wasting it on him? See, the seed to betray him was already there. He was jealous of what the Lord had received. And the Lord said, leave her alone. She has anointed me for my burial. Oh, glory to God. Hey, can you imagine an, uh, such an unction? You receive such an unction. Not to fulfill a prophecy written. There's no place where it was written that a woman will bring an alabaster box. But she received it. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. She tapped into a realm. What realm? The supernatural realm. What realm? Because the Bible says that no man, Jesus said it himself, no man taking my life from me. I have power to lay it down. I have power. Then he declared, my father will never allow my body to see corruption. He said, A bacteria can never touch me. My body will never decay. And, and the father knew that he will not get a proper burial by Jewish tradition. The women were gathering the spices to go do it on Monday, on Sunday morning, after the Sabbath. And he was already risen. God knew all of that and unctioned a woman to bring the alabaster box and anoint him before time. What can an unction produce in my life? Ooh, what realm will it take me? Are you ready? Resurrection help For higher heights in God. Rams on scene. Deliver it on. And wherever this gospel is preached, you better preach about this woman. Talk about her unction. She anointed me for my burial. So Joseph of Arimathea went and asked for his body, wrapped it up with linen, and put it in there. No spices. But why not? God already took care of it. Sometimes you're angry with people, not knowing that God has already solved your problem. You have to accept that he that is taking care of you is competent. He's a master. Come on, give him credit. Huh? Give him credit. Honor him with your trust. Huh? No. That he knows the times and the seasons. Yeah. This thing will, has come and it will pass. This yeah. is the second time I'm telling you. Yeah. It's about to pass. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. In Jesus' name, it will pass. Beloved, the fruit of patience is so vital, so important, so necessary. Many times is the precondition for you to enter into anything that God has for you. As I've said to people around the world, God can make a flower in two weeks, three weeks, but it takes him 30 years to make a tree. But that's why we can build homes by trees. Even the paper I have in my hand came from trees. 
you can build chairs, platforms, as I said, houses, because time, patience is required to produce any lasting thing. I was in Louisiana ministering on, a, I think it was a 40th wedding anniversary celebration. And I was telling them by the Holy Spirit that patience is the grace that helps you participate with God in his redemption plan in the lives of other people. Because while God is working with them, they may be irritating you, frustrating you, making you angry. They might even cause you to make terrible vows, very rational vows. But with patience, you can endure it and wait on God to finish his good work. Do you know that every fruit that person will bear, every life that will be transformed through them, anything they do to cause the kingdom of God to move forward will be credited to your account. <clears throat> I always tell the story, and it might be in this message. A guy years ago prayed, Lord, make me patient. Please do it in a hurry. Or do it quickly. How can God make you patient quickly? <laughs> the nature of patience is endurance and waiting patiently for things to happen. Even you will recognize that you, your attitude will change about the challenges and the trials you are going through. Because it's a tribulation work at patience. There's no ice cream way to make you patient. Tribulation. So many of you are escape artists. Anytime something requires change from you, you cut out and run. Anytime something starts becoming offensive or irritating, you cut out and run. And then you have ignorant people preaching. You should go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. Who told you that? Most of your greatest breakthroughs will come by you loving the people that you have to tolerate. And God will move heaven and earth to bless you. So I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Then how can God get that done? That's why many of you don't have a breakthrough. Yeah, you're around the people that are celebrating you. That's why. You, don't, you are not even in the room where the tables are prepared. God delivers you with your enemies watching. God blesses you with your enemies watching. I love how this... Canadian apostle put it. He says that a breakthrough is your greatest revenge <laughs> against naysayers and their friends. Amen. May this message change your life. May this message transform you. And while I'm at it, I'm inviting you to come to Bible study tonight and learn the word of God with us as we are sharing mysteries from the throne. Not your run-of-the-mill run word. No, no, no. This thing's we receive from the altar of God, waiting on him until he comes and opens the scriptures unto us. That life-changing, that life-transforming. Oh, beloved, I'm so excited about this new season of grace we're entering into. God will do more amazing things. We love you. Don't forget Bible study once again tonight at 7 p.m. Don't forget to put your seed in the ground. Call the prayer line if you need some help. Gotta go, I'm way over time. God bless you. 
Sigue el mago. Bye.